Welcome to the Self-Interrogation Podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Coop, and this is Triple Topic Tuesday. Three topics, one day, quick episode on three things that come to mind rather randomly throughout the day, and you get what you get with this, and here we go. First topic is middle class versus being poor. Is it easier to be poor or middle class? This came to me as I'm driving home and realize that I fall at the very bottom half of that uh, the middle class, I guess. I don't know like what the real range is, but I would say I'm at the bottom half of that middle class ticket. And it got me to thinking, it's got to be harder to maintain your status as middle class trying to get out of middle class and up it's got to be tougher than being poor and the only reason I can say that is because I just recall being poor at a state in my young adulthood and despite the struggles that came with that it almost seemed easier and maybe it's because in that state of being poor there was less to maintain there was less to have to keep up with Uh, so for example when I was poor I didn't own a house I didn't have multiple cars that I have to pay for I wasn't paying for tuition for my child Um, these are things that just as a poor person you don't have multiple cars you don't own property and you're not in a situation where you have to you have things to lose Uh, typically when you're poor you're trying to get out of that so you can gain and so you can become a part of society that contributes in more ways than just going to work buying your food and paying your rent and I don't know for some reason I find being a middle-class citizen challenging and I'm wondering what other people think I know you hear wealthy people and they talk about their challenges as well Uh, rich people will will tell you that it's not easy being rich there's a lot of people who rely on you they count on you they expect things from you and maybe it's just hard all around but I don't know that being poor is the hardest thing being rich definitely is not the hardest so i'm not buying what they're what they're selling but anyways that's uh you know one of the topics of today another uh i'm interested in other people's thoughts on this october holiday season that we call halloween why are people still not celebrating or making sure that their kids cannot celebrate Halloween like I'm truly unaware of what you're afraid of why is it that you think if your child goes out and does a little bit of trick-or-treating they're going to grow up to become a Satanist like have you ever run into in your whole life a devil worshiper or a Satanist or I mean because 
personally I've never run into them at all but I'm wondering who's encountering these little hellion people that they tie back the fact that they've grown up to be Satanists and just destroying the world because they went trick-or-treating one day as a kid I help me understand point them out to me I don't know that's all I got on that so those are two of my topics for today I don't really know what else I'm going to come back and talk about but give me a few moments and I'll be right back with some more Okay, found some more things I wanted to touch on today. So, have you ever noticed how the smallest-minded people have the most to say? And weak-minded people always seem to flex the hardest. Low self-esteem people will do anything they can to pull you down and get you down to their level of insecurities. Um, So, as you can expect, you know, this last month has brought out some of, like the most inner loser in a lot of men. And also, as expected, these men have been just extra jacked up on their own insecurities, which naturally demanded that they jump onto social media outlets and express how whatever their problems are in life, it's probably a woman's fault, or they probably did something, but they didn't mean to do it, and, you know, they was taken the wrong way. And these are the same men that complain about women depending on men or not catering to every man's every need. So, you know, what's kind of stood out to me uh, with several of these so-called men is their strong will to tear down women and to make themselves look good. If you have to tear down a woman to make yourself look good as a man, you're not looking good as a man. That should be common sense, but I know common sense is not very common. Meanwhile, everyone that has any sort of self-worth and value, and they also value the equality of others, they're looking at these guys and they're seeing them for the true trash that they are. So what I want to know is, who are they attempting to impress? I wonder this with all sorts of groups of people, but why do men that abuse their wives and girlfriends seek to tear down women to men that value women? Again, why do they seek to tear down the value of a woman to other men that find value in women. Like, are you attempting to convince us that your shitty process is better? Because I've never met a man that treats his woman well. Hear the input from a man that like beats his wife uh, or treats her like shit. Say, yeah, I want to start doing that instead of what I'm already doing. Because uh, what I'm doing, it's working for this loving and thriving relationship. I- I'd rather trade that. I just don't understand these people. So, you know, this goes the same for men and women alike that seek out partners in hate. Um, why can't you just go be miserable alone? If you hate women, just stay away from women. 
if you don't like men that like treating women with respect and dignity and, you know, don't condone the abuse of women, just stay away from us. You don't have to associate with us. Lord knows we don't want to associate with you. So I'll end this topic and, you know, we'll close out this triple topic Tuesday with something a little more joyful I hope I don't know give me about five more minutes to see what comes to my mind and we'll end it out okay last topic on triple topic Tuesday today October 16th starts the NBA season, which basically means it's the end of baseball season. And anytime I think of baseball, I think of one thing, and that's Barry Bonds. And I'm just going to say this. The greatest player of all time is Barry Bonds. And that's just not debatable for me. But when I think of Barry Bonds and the conspiracies that you know, go along with him, or I don't know if you call them conspiracies, but whatever. I typically think of Pete Rose and, you know, Pete Rose and Barry Bonds are two of the greatest players, not in the hall of fame. And if it's up to the people or the powers that be today, they'll never be in the hall of fame. So my question to you people out there who are still stuck on baseball, not excited about the NBA, my question is this, do sports fans even care? Uh, One thing that has changed in my lifetime is the way people express their love for their favorite players, their favorite things, and the way they view the legends that came before the current favorites, the current stars. And you can look at this. Again, with the NBA, I'm a big NBA guy. Um, I truly got away from baseball almost the moment I stopped playing it. Uh, But again, when I think of baseball, I tend to go back to Barry Bonds and all of his accomplishments uh, and Pete Rose as well, especially living here in Ohio. It's hard to escape Pete Rose. And I guess, again, I just wonder, do you care what other people like these sports writers or these older generation people, do you care that they think differently of the stars of today or the legends of the past that have a little bit of controversy behind them? Does it matter to you? If so, why? Let me know. Do you agree that Barry Bonds and Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame? If you don't agree that Barry Bonds is the greatest player of all time, do you even know anything about baseball? And lastly, thanks for listening. This is the Self-Interrogation Podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Coop, your favorite uncle's favorite uncle. And yes, I am a real uncle. This was Triple Topic Tuesday. I'll catch you again soon.